he is a franchise guy, and we do have other franchises out there that would that would die for a guy like Derek Carr on their team, on their roster. You look at teams like the Jets, who, you know, the quarterback position was the Achilles heel last season. They would love to have a guy of his caliber on their roster right now. Cofield and Company NFL insider Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk joins us now. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Derek Carr. He's officially gone from the Raiders. I think there's a lot of misinformation or lack of information or lack of knowledge. That was Fitz and Harry talking about Derek Carr. We'll see how it works out. We'll see how it works out. I thought it was really interesting today that both sides needed to send out statements. I, that, that, that Interesting is not the right word. Absurd. Miles Simmons is with us, Pro Football Talk, joining us at the start of the 5 o'clock hour. Miles, how you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Uh, shout out to Ari for that uh, intro song like that. Um, but uh, I, what what teams are going to die to have Derek Carr on their roster? Steve, who, Steve called it dying? a frenzy. Steve called no, it a frenzy yesterday. I said there could be a frenzy. Okay. Four or five teams looking to pay him pretty decent money. There'll be some competition. Yeah. Die to get him on the team? No. And I, I thought today was a prime example of what people don't talk about with Derek Carr is that there is a massaging behind the scenes and a little game you're playing all the time because of Camp Carr, for both or, for both sides, right, to have to send out a statement, a younger and associate send out a statement, the Raiders send out a statement, like, what are we doing here? Well, okay, for the Raiders, they, they needed to say something, I think, because you you just say you released Derek Carr, that's that's one thing. I, I was glad we didn't see the, like, generic thank you Derek Carr graphic right. that, you know, sometimes teams send out when they fired a coach. Like, why the <laughs> hell are you thanking a coach that you just fired? You, like, that doesn't make any freaking sense to me. Um, but I, I think that the you have the, having a statement come out from Derek Carr's agent, I thought was a little gratuitous, even if it was just a tweet. But like, come on, we'll I, always, I, I, we'll the, always the Raiders, love the Raider. Yeah, but you just right, two days yeah. ago you made the decision that you're not going to help the Raiders at all by agreeing well, to a trade, which he doesn't have to. But he, he shouldn't but, have agreed but to he, it. He shouldn't have. Well, that's if he gets. But he, 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 he better get. He better get. He better get forty million guaranteed no, in this next deal. No, 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 hold on. We, what's we what's also the bar? Say, the Saints asked him to take a pay cut. Right. That's why he pay didn't cut. take the trade. Okay. That's why he pay didn't accept. Cut. So we can't say that he better get that because he wasn't going to get that. They weren't going to yeah, get that. The way I read it, Miles, was that, like, now I won't talk trade with anyone, which maybe just means there wasn't this frenzy that I'm expecting, at least from the trade standpoint. No, I think that Derek Carr will get $40 million guaranteed as a free agent. I don't know why anybody would think that that's not going to be the case. Because look at my I – mean, you're going to have to sign him probably for more than one year because there's going to be more than one team potentially interested in Derek Carr, whether it's any one of the teams in the NFC South, let's be honest, or it could be, I mean, the Jets, as they were just saying, I don't know if the Jets would die to have him on their team, whatever. I mean, there are, there are options out there for Derek Carr. I, I just, I don't think that it's going to be, oh man, he's got to be careful now because, you know, uh, they weren't going to give him 40 and a half million. Like, no, he, he's going to get 40 and a half million guaranteed because he's going to sign a multi-year deal. I mean, I would expect that he's going to get a three-year contract. And if you're getting a three-year contract, then you're going to get 40 million guaranteed in there because it would spread out between the first couple of years. And then the third year would probably be one where there isn't any guaranteed money anymore. That's right, but- at least what I would project. You're saying total guarantee, not next year. Correct. Yes, total yeah. guarantees of forty million, and that's what was you know guaranteed to him in this latest contract. So, um, uh, yeah, there the guarantees I think will exceed forty million over the length of a three-year deal, which then means that yeah, he 
got what was coming to him already, if that makes any sense. What did you think of the Dolphins rumors today? I, you know what, Adam, you're going to have to fill me in. I'm sorry I didn't see any. I, I just saw that there was people spitting out like, hey, what about the Dolphins? To a questionable situation, maybe the Dolphins are a good fit for Derek Carr. Like, that one kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah, I, I think if you're going to upgrade from Tonga Vailoa, then you need a more clear upgrade than Derek Carr. I mean, the, the best thing about Derek Carr is his availability, and certainly that's in question with Tonga Vailoa through no fault of his own. Look, the concussion um, history that he has is serious. And I think that, you know, when you're talking about somebody who has had multiple concussions, especially multiple concussions in a year, and took him as long as it did to get cleared because he wasn't until the end of January after that when he suffered uh, late in the season. Uh, look, I, yeah, I think the availability is a question. I, that's why, but I don't know that if I'm Miami, I'm running off to go and sign Derek Carr to replace Tonga Bailoa. A uh, hot take coming out of our Super Bowl party the other day. Okay. Rihanna absolutely better than Beyonce. Nope. Not nope. as not a has, as a halftime show, as a performer overall. No. What? Yes. Oh, yes. That's even worse. I yes. thought you just meant as a halftime no. show. Beyonce overrated. Wow. You white people, get the hell out of here with that. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Next don't, question. Don't no, do that. Don't do that I, to I'm me. I, I no. disagree with Adam. I thought, well, listen. Thank you. She All was right, limited. She was limited in her performance. I don't know how far along she is. But she couldn't move a lot. But I was even thinking, like, when Beyonce puts on a show, it is pretty ridiculous. It's phenomenal. Have you ever seen the net, the concert of Homecoming when she was at Coachella? Get out of here. Settle down. I mean, I, I respect Rihanna as a performer. I think she's got hit after hit. I thought she had a really solid halftime show. But don't come over here telling me that Rihanna is a better performer than Beyonce. Yes. Get more, You are out more of hits. your ever-loving mind. More hits, for sure. Better songs, for sure. And by the way, only two of nine whites at the table. So I'm, I'm offended by that. I don't care. <laughs> I can't, I, no, a better performer at what? I mean, give me a break. More, I'm saying more hits, better songs, absolutely. No. Uh, yes. that, that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion, but How about you're this? wrong. Beyonce should have never left Destiny's Child. How about that? Oh, my God. Ooh, yeah, wow. She's, that's a you low know, blow. You know how much I just paid to go to her stupid concert at SoFi Stadium? I do. I, I couldn't even get in the damn place for over under $200. Kelly so, was, oh, don't, Kelly don't, was don't the real talent. Kelly Rowland was the real talent. I mean, I, I like Kelly Rowland, too, but to stop this, you're being ridiculous. These are the important issues. Before we, we look really ahead on the Chiefs, <laughs> and I want to do it with the Eagles here in a second, um, I saw a sign posted up to uh, Twitter. One of the parks in Philly has three names on a sign. It says William Penn, Ben Franklin, Jalen Hurts, um, <laughs> which I love. But I just I want Philly people to keep this energy because, you know, it's a really tough town. And – and the way they grade hurts when he's making like 40 mil a year, because this is going to sound ridiculous. There, when you're on the Eagles and the best team in the NFC, it's not a coming out party, but in a lot of ways it was. Like as I was watching, I'm like, holy crap! If people didn't appreciate what Jalen Hurts is, and he had the fumble, but beyond that, um, any debate about him earning, you know, one of these 35, 40, 45 million dollar contracts, I think is out the window, right? Absolutely. Like he it absolutely deserves it. Yes, yes, yes. He, he is one of those quarterbacks along with uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. They should not play a snap of the 2023 season without a new contract, right? I mean, th this is 
it's the same stuff you really should have said about Lamar Jackson going into year three um, because he'd won the MVP award. And now look where we are with Lamar Jackson. You need to get your guaranteed money while the iron is hot, right? That's what they have to do right now. So I think that the Eagles and the Bengals and the Chargers, for that matter, for those guys that I just mentioned, are absolutely prepared to pay Jalen Hurts. I mean, you look at the quotes that Jeff Lurie, the Eagles owner, had last week. There's no doubt about it that they understand that. But yeah, I mean, he... When you say, you know, uh, he had the fumble, it's kind of like, well, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Because, like, that fumble was obviously very critical in the loss for the Eagles. But, yes, he played an outstanding game. He responded to that fumble as well as anybody could have asked him to do. And, you know, I I love the way Sirianni trusts him, and I love the way he plays, and I love his attitude. And so, yeah, he he absolutely deserves everything that's coming to him. There's no chance that any of those guys you mentioned don't get a deal, right? If... They, I mean, they all have good agents, so I don't think so. I don't think that we're going to be in a situation like we are with Lamar Jackson. I just, I've heard time and time again that the Bengals can't afford the guaranteed money with Burrow. Like, is that going to be a thing? I don't think. Well, I mean, part of the reason why they changed their name from uh, Paul Brown Stadium to Playcourse Stadium was so that they could pay Joe Burrow, right? They need to have um, that kind of money so that they can do that. So I, I don't know that it's going to be as much of an issue as we think that it is. And they also, and I can't remember exactly what it is offhand, but they've changed the escrow rules, I believe, in the last couple of years so that it's not as cost prohibitive to sign guys to guaranteed contracts because they've gotten so much more expensive because it used to be if you were going to guarantee somebody x amount of dollars you had to put x amount of dollars in escrow which um, advantages teams with the richest owners like the rams with stan Kroenke, right because he has all the money in the world so I, i believe that that rule has been massaged and changed a little bit on the chiefs uh, I saw one of our buddies, uh, Matt Jacob, locally tweet out, Travis Kelsey has very swiftly become one of the most unlikable athletes in all the sports. <laughs> Do you agree? Is he annoying? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. I, he is from the suburb that is adjacent to mine in uh, okay. Cleveland, Ohio, so I will never think that ever. I met Miss uh, Mama Kelsey, right. Donna Kelsey, Mama Kelsey, whatever we want to call her. I met her at the uh, briefly at the convention center last week in Phoenix. She was nice. very nice, very did gracious. You, told her that cookies? I was from Shaker Heights. I think she had cookies in her hand, okay. uh, but she was using them for whatever interview she was scurrying off to. I think it was with NFL Network. Miles Simmons is with us. What a beautiful set NBC had, PFT had, although it was buried Thank in the you. corner. Um, we were able to procure a spot right in front of uh, Pat McAfee's show and then block it for the rest of Radio Row, which uh, they were they were angry <laughs> about that. Um, uh, sticking, on, sticking on Kelsey for a second, um, and this shows you how mean – the person I uh, I live with is the significant other. She actually she wanted to come up with this topic, and I never got to it before the Super Bowl. You mentioned Kelsey's mom, right? Between yeah. Jason and and uh, Travis, she likes Jason more, right? That, that's what they always say on the podcast. Oh, I, I, you Jason- know what? I, I did not know that because this has always been a fascinating topic for me because as a child, you know, part of a, a trio of brothers, like I've I've I'm confident that. My parents like one of us more than the others. I th- I didn't parents ha- I think parents have a favorite child. They'll they'll of course they're going to lie to you. Well, right. But they say that it's Jason because Jason's given her grandchildren and oh. Travis so far has not and Travis likes to live his life and he's not ready to settle down yet. So like that's I, why they I often say wonder how it works for Jason's parents. Favorite. Like do they like the troublemaker the most cuz they got to nurture him or her or do they like the one, you know, who 
maybe the one's more successful and easy, you know, easier to deal. I always wonder. I don't have I kids. Have no idea. I mean, I have a favorite cat. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing, yeah. right? I, I don't know. I don't have pets, and I'm an only child, so I don't. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I, I better be my mom's favorite, right? You know? Imagine, oh, man, imagine. She's like, <laughs> I, li- I actually like the dog more. Uh, well, we never had a pet growing up either, so that, yeah. You never had a me. pet? No. We had, like, fish. And my mom is an OBGYN. She worked a lot. She was always, you know, get, oh, getting boy. up, catch babies, things like that. That's a and, whole other topic. I'm not going to do that one. Yeah. But that's a well, good one. She, that, that she, you know what? If her favorite Kelsey brother is now Jason, too, because Jason Kelsey brought his wife's OBGYN to the Super Bowl. Wow. Oh, is that right? She's, yeah. She was pregnant, and she was about ready to pop. So they wanted to have the OBGYN on hand just in case. Who's your favorite vocal NFL receiver? Juju or AJ Brown? Do you see what's going on here with these guys yeah, yes. talking that, trash all day? That today I did see. I mean, Juju always has kind of annoyed me with the TikTok stuff, and I really like AJ Brown. But I mean, it's a trophy or Jordan Face Society. So when you get the trophy, even if it is Valentine's Day and you're being a little gratuitous, especially after Bradbury like came out and was like, "Yeah, I held him." You know, if it were, it would be one thing if he had been complaining the whole time, but he didn't do that. Yeah. So I thought it was a little unfair what Juju was doing. And AJ Brown is sticking up with his for his guy, but it's a trophy of Jordan Face Society. And when you get the trophy, you get to talk that talk, man. There's a lot of paths we can go down right now. I, do I get crazy here for a second? Yeah, <laughs> please. Already. Well, you, you already saw it yesterday, right, with the national anthem stuff. So what on on yesterday's show, we were talking about Stapleton. And the job okay. he did and how emotional everyone got. And I'm like, eh, it's top 12 of all time. And I went back and I watched the last 33 national anthems. We're here at Thomas what? and Mac, and I hear a keyboard, which right away I'm like, here we go. Anyone who takes a chance on the national anthem, I'm in with. Even if you blow it, I'm, I'm in on. So I like Stapleton's because he took a chance. What do you think of Fergie's then? Um... I'll give her the A for the chance, but yeah, it was one. I mean, there, there are others. <laughs> I mean, You're right. Dude, dude there was one. Um, Aretha Franklin was, I think, forced to sing with Aaron Neville, and it was a disaster. Oh, that doesn't like, sound good. It, 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 was, it was bad. It was, it was really bad. Well, really I, bad. To, all right. For me, the, the gold standard is Whitney Houston. Of course. And she did that one with Ricky Minor, and they changed the time signature, which is very difficult as the rockets are going off in red glare and the bombs bursting in air in the background here. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Whitney Houston is the gold standard. And everybody else is kind of trying to come in second. But I did like Stapleton's. I, I did. I yeah, thought so did I. that it was I thought it fit the moment. It fit the crowd. You know, my mom was like, oh, it was a little too country. But I didn't think it was that country. I thought no. that he, he met the moment properly. I actually I played it almost back to back. Ari did yesterday with what Jose Feliciano did. I know this is way before your time, but 1968 game five of the World Series. He he went out there. You know, acapella with a guitar, and he changed the whole song. But it, you know, and people in 1968, people were like, Aah! you know, so mad oh, about sure it. Well. But yeah. it, but what he did was courageous and freaking really awesome. So I uh, I give kudos to Stapleton and what he did on Sunday. Also, Miles, you're giving way too much credit for the moment for Whitney, the actual song. Yeah, that's, eh. Adam, that's Adam's argument eh. that Desert Storm and everyone got wrapped up in the emotion. I mean, but I—I I mean, frankly, I wasn't—I oh, was alive, but I don't really remember it for that. I just—I know that when I go back and I listen to it, it's really, really good and it's emotional. And yeah, I know she recorded it before she was out there, but that's usually what they do. So I mean, I don't know about all that—you know—history that goes along with it. And I think people do get wrapped up in that moment. But just I think from the standpoint of hey, if I want—if I ran a venue 
and we had to play a rendition of the national anthem before whatever we were doing, that's the one I would play. All right, let's tackle. This is not a tough topic because I, I think it's a fascinating topic. Uh, I feel like the Chiefs are in a little bit of a bind here with Eric Bieniemy because no one else in the league will hire him as a head coach, and I don't think the Chiefs want him long-term as the head coach. That's interesting because, I mean, I first of all, I don't think Andy Reid is going anywhere anytime soon. And, you know, the whole thing kind of popped up um, from what Jay Glazer was talking about in the pregame show. And in the aftermath of that, it really seems like Andy Reid just kind of like gave him a story and gave him a scoop, even though it wasn't a real scoop. Because, it, you know, and, and everything he said from the postgame press conference to when he was talking to my guy Peter King and then today he even had some more quotes. It's it just that he's not really going anywhere. Um, what I think is interesting is, and Lindsay Jones of, um, I think, she, I don't remember if she's with The Athletic or if she's with The Ringer now. I apologize. I think Ringer, is the, uh, she's the president of the PFWA, the outgoing president. Yes, sure. yes, the outgoing president. And she brought this up today on Twitter, and it's that last year at a league meeting in a closed-door session, Andy Reid got up and spoke to the owners passionately, uh, basically asking why the hell hasn't Eric Bieniemy gotten a head coaching job yet? And it's a really, really good question. And I think when you look around the league and you see what Eric Bieniemy has done and how Andy Reid goes out of his way to say all the complimentary things he does about Andy Reid, excuse me, about Eric Bieniemy. Um, Patrick Mahomes does it constantly. Travis Kelsey does it. Isaiah Pacheco gave him so much credit for how he developed over the course of the year. And Pacheco is a huge part of the Super Bowl. It's really interesting to me that for whatever reason owners do not want to hire this guy and look we've seen a lot of guys who don't call plays go on to become head coaches right i mean frank reich did it when he was with the eagles and then went to the indianapolis colts and then got fired and replaced by jeff saturday and now he's the head coach again with the carolina panthers i mean it's just one guy after another you can say it about so i don't really get it but it just is what it is and i i'm it's not that I'm done complaining about it. I'm just not here for people moving the goalposts again and again and again right. on somebody who has clearly earned the opportunity to be a head coach. I saw you tweet that. You know the 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 opportunity to go work for Washington is absurd. Like it like, is absurd. Like it's insulting. It's insulting to have to go it work for insulting. that guy in that organization and those quarterbacks. Come on, right. I mean, like, you know, with all due respect to Ron Rivera, he's probably in his last season because the Washington Commanders are about to get sold just like the Carolina Panthers were sold, and it's going to make him a lame duck coach. So what, what are we what are we doing here when we're like, oh, Eric B. Enemy should go, and he can have the opportunity to run a whole offense, as if that's not really what he's doing with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, even though, yeah, Andy Reid is ultimately the head coach. I mean, this is this is silliness to me, man. I, I just, I don't know. Like, so the owners are going to do what they're going to do, and it is what it is. And it's really unfortunate that Eric Bieniemy is caught in the crossfire. But I, it's, it is insulting that it's like, go work for Ron Rivera. What the, what the hell is that? By the way, this is my dream today. I hope this, I hope this woman in the keyboard do the anthem like. 22 more times this hour this is great i'm so i'm so into it. when it's done well i'm so into it and uh i'm thinking i'm thinking thinking we could get lift every voice and sing as well which will be which will be awesome for for february black history month and people who get triggered that. and people who got triggered over cheryl lee ralph doing it who i thought actually did a pretty good job too and i enjoyed I it she did so. a great job yep. yeah 
All right, Miles. Well, it was good seeing you last week. We're going to do the spot a little later on the show. Uh, we want to give you plenty of time because your spots are always freaking awesome. Well, what do we got? Uh, you know, we just had uh, one of our uh, you know uh, gambling experts. I'm not going to say pro gambler, gam- gambling experts on. And he was like, "Can we just have a couple of days off from talking about NFL gambling?" What for you after the Super Bowl? Do you, like, do you get any time off? Do you just want a couple of days to chill? I do. I, I'm not going to lie. And, and you know, we've got the combine coming up in two weeks. And I'm like, oh my god, Dick. Wait. Is this the problem with making it a 17-game season? Like, oh, my, can we push, like, the, the combine back another week, please? Nope. I just, nope. I just I need a little chance to exhale. But, yeah, uh, we got a new edition of the Peter King podcast up. Should be up uh, in the next day or so. Peter King talked to Deion Sanders, so that's a cool interview. You're not going to want to miss that. And then we, of course, recap everything that happened in the Super Bowl. So go and check that out on YouTube, Peacock, or wherever you get your podcasts. Miles, you rule, and I love that you came on the show and told Adam basically to shut up on Beyonce. That was great. Good stuff. Of course. Always. We'll see you, buddy. (laughs) There he is, Miles Simmons. Miles A. Simmons up on Twitter, Pro Football Talk. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Adam Hill LVRJ or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Oh, is this one for you? Who is it? Good, Ari. You know, I wrote it down on the thing for you guys. Sorry, right. you, you come on there. Well, well, I could be wrong, but I think it's Elton John. It is Elton John. Yes. You said Elton John, Kiki D. That's what my research says. That's what it is. Yeah, you're right. But Ari did this for you because you were so into the Jack Harlow Triangle commercial. Yeah, screw Elton John for. Switching to the triangle to win the Grammy or whatever fictitious award. He got it. He got it. That was a good concept. That was a good concept. This is great. The the idea on that commercial was pretty good. I have to say, I haven't watched all of them back yet. I probably watched 15 today. It actually wasn't a great year. Now, I want to – I'm not just going to go by the ad meter because what people vote for, I think, a lot of times is stupid and shallow. So, I want to watch all of them. But uh, this one finished just outside the top ten, Harlow for Doritos. I thought it was pretty creative. I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Like the, like the rush, the rush on triangles, and then I think at the music store, the the clerk is yelling some other instrument. I could, I can't remember what he was yelling. He's like, "We got these available too." It was like something like you know, very offbeat. No, very only offbeat. want triangles because of Jack Harlow. Yeah, sure. And then he sold a cologne triangle by Harlow. So you, you've been around me when I've gone, like, full Cornholio. Sure. And I haven't had a ton of sugar today, although our favorite bartender here at the Thomas and Matt Kelly just dropped off some Sierra Mist, so I might not. I might just go storming and down the sh- stairs. Shasta ginger ale, too. And Shasta, which is classic. So, But I'm having Cornholio problems right now. You know from Beavis and Butthead when he got all fired up, right? Sure. I have, like, 75 windows open. I don't know what we should talk about right now. Like, I have... Like, I'm not saying we're short on stuff to discuss, but I've got, like, 40 things. Going to narrow it down? I, I, I'm going to try. So, first of all, we had we had a keyboardist and a woman rehearsing the national anthem sure. over and over again, which I actually think is really smart. 
Because when I look back at old national anthems, I think the biggest problem for the old singers before Whitney Houston is they would literally just walk on the field and go, hey, it's like this is like any other event. I'll just bang it. Like, no, 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 no. This is important. Sure. But it was a keyboard. And then I was thinking, you know, I hope it's. I don't think I think I got like Steve Cofield seven on Facebook and the the Steve Cofield that gets like the most love on Facebook is Steve Cofield and Sweet, which is a group okay. like a local bar group in Philly. Right. Here they are. Right. I'm showing Angel. Right. Yeah. And the two women who are probably, you know, in their 30s um, and a dude. And like so this week, born this, in the 30s. No. Uh, in their 30s, age wise, maybe a little older, but they're playing uh, Pescatori's Italian restaurant coming up. Crossroads Tavern, uh, Marchwood Tavern. That where's, one's near Exton, Pennsylvania. Where's Pescatori? Well, Ari should have jumped in as our lone native Philadelphian, sure. but he's not really from Philly. He's from Scranton. Sure. But, yeah, I'm hoping Steve Cofield and Sweet got booked for this tonight. I don't think it's them. Could be. They'd probably listed on their upcoming gigs. Do you know where – you don't know where Pescatori's restaurant is? I don't. I didn't get to look it up. I only looked okay. up the Marchwood Tavern. But I would go if, if if Pescatori's was nearby. I would go, definitely go to Sam. Glenn Mills. Okay. I don't even know where that is, but again, by Philadelphia. All right, where is it? He doesn't. He's. Not. I believe it's an outskirt of Philly. In all honesty, we're gonna do some research. <laughs> the big state. <laughs> Why do you need research? It's, big, it's your hometown. It's Northeast Pennsylvania. Glenn. Hills. I guess. I guess technically it'd be Southeast. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Big state. It's close to the Delaware border. But you're the one who said, like, five years ago, I'm from Philly. Like, nah, you're not. You're not. I also certainly didn't tell you that I'm good with directions or know where stuff no. is. No. No, you're. No. You're a disaster on that. Correct. It's by Chad's Ford. I got to mention a TV note. I know it's random. Okay. Have you seen the story that's swirling out there that if. Uh, when Tom Brady decides to start announcing, and he's saying 2024, which means uh, does he make his debut at next year's Super Bowl? Is it 24, 25? He's not going to work the entire season next year? Well, Fox, and he's got 10 years and $37.5 million? Does Fox have the Super Bowl again? I don't think so. That's a good point. I have to look that up. Can we do that with a vast uh, Lotus Research crew who's got uh, – not you. Mm-hmm. We have a crew to do this. Sure. Where the Super Bowl is being broadcast next year. You know who's rooting against Brady coming? Uh, Probably Greg. Greg did you see this? Did you what? What kind of contract did he sign here? CBS, by the way. It's CBS next year. Yeah. So Romo's back. <laughs> Romo. I love Romo. I I will not deal well with the hate of Romo next year. They're gonna, they're gonna have another uh, intervention. Intervention, yeah. To to be what more excited? Do more homework. Do more homework. I think this is the yes is the ask. So this note on Greg Olson. Once Tom Brady. This is according to uh, uh, Andrew Marchand, who's you know pretty big media guy. Um, you're covering the media for what? The Post, the New York Post. Sure. Uh, that Olson's salary will be reduced once Brady's on board. When he goes to the team, the number two team broadcast team, his salary goes from ten million to three million. Like now, I would say, what kind of agent is this? But keep in mind, Greg Olson was also kind of just thrust into broadcasting with no leverage. So actually, yeah. making ten mil is friggin' awesome. Well, I'm sure the deal was three million. And you get three million a year, except if you are on the number one team, then it goes to ten million, and if you're not, then it goes back. Wow! So, uh, th- and this contract goes through 2026. So he he is so going to be the beneficiary of people who just naturally root against Tom Brady and think he's going to stink as a broadcaster, are going to be hypercritical 
and then Olsen will grow in popularity. You know what it is? I mean, he's not a quarterback. The backup quarterback. Yep. It's the love of the backup quarterback. Yeah. Be like, oh, why isn't Olsen on this? He, he's great. Like, he's good. But you're all inflating him because you don't like Tom Brady. Well, I think he's got Eagles fans forever for disagreeing with the call at the end of the game. Yeah, he did. So they're going to love him forever. He was, he was wrong on that. Yeah, he was wrong. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's, he's done well. And you would like to see guys do, you know, have, be rewarded for doing well. Uh, Brady is being handed this opportunity. I think he's going to be terrible. Uh, but we'll find out. And, and I'm sure you're right. I'm sure there will be people that are saying that. But, look, I, I have a feeling that Greg Olson is going to be better than Tom Brady, but it's Tom Brady. Who I think is going to be awesome. I think he's going to exceed expectations because you guys are all setting the bar so low. You think yeah. he's Belichick Brady. He's not, he's not going to be Belichick. He's going to be Ben Affleck Brady. I think he's he's going to be sweet sassy molassy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be whammy guy? From uh, sure, yeah. Why not? Yeah, he might be that. I don't think he's going to do that. I think there's too much excitement in that one. Uh, big game tonight for the Rebels. They need to get back on track against San Jose State. Seven o'clock start. Come on down. They're going to be doing more of the tuition giveaway. That's not for everyone in the audience, but for the students, it's always fun to watch as they use the uh, T-shirt gun. By the way, they're going to do that at both this game and Thursday's Lady Rebels game. Lady Rebels are in the top twenty-five for the first time in thirty years. That's a six thirty start. But tonight, seven o'clock start. Uh, we'll go live with Running Rebel Warm Up at six thirty with John and Curtis. It is a weeknight game, so they also have $2 beers for the game tonight here at the Thomas & Mac. Wednesdays, it's the Kevin Kruger Radio Show at 5 p.m. on Raider Nation Radio 920 a.m. I just love the beauty of him being a free and clear free agent. Derek Carr is a really good quarterback in this league. You can win with Derek Carr. I think you need pieces around him, but that's majority of the guys in this league. But very rarely, to your point, do guys get a chance to be free agents in this league. And the fact that he's a quarterback with success, phenomenal. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at the Thomas and Mack. Is there anything worse than a breakup on Valentine's Day? Derek Carr and the Raiders. Right? I thought it was nice that Josh and Dave put out a joint statement. That was a, we'll a, get nice, to that. a nice touch to we'll Valentine's get, Day. That is a nice touch. That is a nice touch. Publicly, you don't want the breakup to look too harsh. I vibed way too hard on this Super Bowl trip that I finished up in San Diego on Hair Nation. I listened to a lot of hair metal. A lot of kicks. You, you would. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to a lot. It was a little out of control. So we mentioned earlier, so if you don't know, uh, here at what, 539 on this Tuesday, earlier in the day, about three hours ago, became official. Derek Carr released by the Raiders. Both sides released messages. Do you have the Raiders message in front of you? Because I can grab it real quick. You ready? We have a lot of respect for Derek Carr and what he's meant to the Raiders organization for the last nine years. Derek has done great things in this league, and we're thankful to have been able to work with him this past year. He's a true professional. We appreciate his hard work and striving to produce the results we all desire. We wish Derek and his family all the best in the future, Josh and Dave. Nice. Miles Simmons said they had to put that out. They kind of did. Why? The organization did, and they, and they might you think as well. They were, you think they were on the, the wrong side of the PR on this whole thing? No, 
I, I just think the organization just usually it'll be a tweet or like, hey, thanks for the memories, whatever. But I think in this case, they, as a unit, the front office, knows that this is some, a decision they made. Um, it's a message that they just wanted to send out. Like, what what's the difference? It's very easy to do. Here, put out a statement, send it out, make us look like we care, and you know, start the process. Uh, uh, there's no there's no downside to it. Derek Carr's agent, Younger and Associates, responded. Or did they, did they go first? Well, oh, this could be a problem. That's a good point. It was. I know the the Raiders one was at two o'clock. I think they went first. I think Carr side went first. Uh, we wish at the Raiders or at Raiders the best of luck. This is the tough part of this business. That's the point. It's just a business. Time now to reset for both sides. Derek chooses to hold on to many good memories and friendships without any ill will. That's who he is. Onward, upward. It says onward, upward? Yep. Okay. I mean, come on. The last the last sentence or two, that's who he is. Why do we have to throw that in? It's just who he is. This is absurd. I mean, come on. I would like to see them. This respond. is a this, this is a breakup like happening on Facebook, and everyone reading is like, "Stop." We know well, there's bitter feelings. Would so Derek's uh, younger associates went first, then the Raiders. Now don't doesn't younger associates have to come out again? I feel like we need to go back and forth on this. I don't think this stops after one statement each. Yeah. I'd like to go for a couple days. Juju Smith Schuster and AJ Brown have been going at it all day. I think sure. CJ GJ uh, jumped in there. Yeah. I'd like to see another statement from either the Raiders' side. What about Harvester? Do they release anything? I'm sure they're coming, right? Sure. Camp Cars podcast led by uh, the better-known car brother of the other two car brothers. Not Darren. David. Darren. Who's Darren's kid? Oh, okay. I think. Right. I could be wrong. So what did it mean in your mind... Uh, what does it mean going forward? The Saints wanted to renegotiate with Carr. What were they? What do you think they were looking to do? If they were going to do a deal, spend some capital. What they want to do? Well, the Saints are in. The Saints are in a tough salary cap. They are. Yep. So I think they just wanted. They wanted less. Probably less salary for this year. Like less, nothing up front. It was Thirty-two guaranteed this year. I think the Saints were like, no. Yeah, we can't. We're do not that. doing that. So maybe they wanted to, you know, stretch that guaranteed money over a couple of years. Um, take the salary down for this year and the cap hit down for this year. I think that was probably part of what they wanted to do. And I think Derek Side said, no, we'd, we'd rather be a free agent. And by the way, if this is what you're offering us right now, whatever they put on the table, okay. Like, we, if, if What's the difference? If we're free agents, we can get that. Or go to another team and say, this is what we have. And can you beat it? So they got, they got to at least find the baseline of what the offer was out there that they could go get as free agents now. And by the way, they could also go to the Saints and say, that's what you offered us with a pick. You had to give up a pick and that contract. Right. Now you can give us more because you don't have to give up that pick anymore. So I think that you know his side thinks that they can do a little bit better than what they thought was out there, and now they have the chance to explore that. And, and they don't have to wait till the new league year. They can do it right now. I, I keep saying that uh, a lot of national people are kind of misinformed on the Derek Carr story. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, like there, there's more to the story than just what you you have seen on the field and his productivity and the Raiders being a you know complete mess, which which for a lot of people makes Carr look super attractive because it's like look look at what he's been dealing with, but some of the some of the stuff he's been dealing with goes on in other organizations too. Yeah, 
I think that's completely fair. But there, it seems like there's kind of unbridled love for a car that if he lands in a good spot, that is going to be a playoff team. I'm fascinated to follow the whole thing. Yeah, me too. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what he thinks is a good situation, and then when there is some adversity, how both sides react. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I want, I want him to sign tomorrow. I, I want this story to continue and see where he goes and go follow it and see how he's going to fit in and start breaking down what they're going to do with not only the contract and what they're going to add around him and how close they are to winning. You know, he said that's what he cares about. He would take less money to go to a place that he thinks he can win. And actually what he said was, uh, the exact thing he said was, an organization that has shown they're committed to try to winning, to try to win. Which I took as a shot at the Raiders, obviously. Of course, he said it multiple times. So yeah. I'll give—I mean, I'll give you the odds here in a second, but give me a yes or no on the organization has shown they're committed to try and win. Ready, Buccaneers? Yes. Panthers? No, but supposedly now. Saints? Yeah. Jets? <laughs> now. I mean, they've got like a six-month history of doing it. Sure. Colts. Yeah. But it's – they're committed to winning, but it like almost overly committed because they have one meddling owner. Like sure. the Cowboys are committed to winning. They just don't know what they're doing. Right. Falcons? You know what's funny? The Falcons are not on the odds board that I pulled earlier today. The last team was the Texans. I have no idea what the Texans are committed to. Well, they've got a history with the Carr family. They do. But. And his accent works there. It does. I've seen people say the Texans can be, you know, the Jags of this year. Like, big jump up. Big jump up. Because I've also heard people say that they have the worst roster in the NFL. The least talented roster it's in the NFL. It's not a lot there. But it also would, I think it would show, you know, if, if his thing is, hey, I don't really care. I just want to go somewhere. That they've shown they're committed to winning. Well, it's not Houston. I'll say, I, even, even with Ursay, and I, I don't want to, you know, screw up your connection with Ursay because I know you want to go see his concert. Probably calling a couple of freebies. When is he here? We are going. We are going. March 4th. We are all going. I'm not going. There's, they're, they're March 4th. You're not going March 4th. Why? Isn't that the Jones fight? Do you not look at your count? What are you doing? Did John Jones return after three years? I'm going to Ursa. No, no. What time is the concert? Can I go to both? You're not going Can to Ursa. Can I go to both? No. It's not, that's not happening. This sucks. Yeah. I am intrigued by the Colts because they have had a winning history. It's fallen apart recently. I think they do draft pretty well. They do have some, a lot of star players on that team. I wish they had more receivers if I were Derek Carr. You think he'll move it to the third? Ursay? Yeah. To step out of the way of, of yeah. John Jones? Yeah. Nah, I don't, I don't think you have any shot there. Can we at least get him on the show to promote the, the appearance? Of course, yes. Yes. Get to booking, buddy. Get to working on it. Yeah. Do we want to talk to Jim Ursay? Of course. Do we ask the question first or last? Like, do we. What, to move it? No, about. Oh, about the bathroom? Yeah. About blowing up the bathroom or hanging out in Josh McDaniel's bathroom for an hour, and that's why McDaniel's pulled out at the last minute? Yeah. Do we go first with that's that? That's up to or? you. Yeah, I, I think it's a good light topic to talk about. Hey, there's some rumors about you in the bathroom. What was going on? Did you, was your stomach upset? Or do we do we get them on? Or you can use you can use me as a, like you can clown on me as like you know, love to stay in the bathroom for 45 minutes. Do I, we, I got no problem. I sit on my phone. You know, just go. Hey, Cofield does it. Is that what you were doing? 
What if we get him on, tape an interview, and to say, hold on one second, we'll be right back, got to go to the bathroom, and then see how long he'll wait on Holt. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Well, you really want this interview. I, really, I wish you luck. I really do. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Adam Hill LVRJ or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. I don't think I handled uh, getting the call out from uh, Paniotovich that well last hour. So Sam's our gambling insider. He's coming in from Boston, right? He's on with us every week. He, uh, he'll come in for like three-day hits in Vegas, and I'm either out of town or, in this case, it was Super Bowl Sunday, and he and his guys hung out. They went out late. Like, they hung out. They started during the game. They went out late. Like, I did as well, but I was done so. I was done so about, you know, like two hours after the game. Do I need, next Super Bowl Sunday when he's here, do I need to rework what I do on Super Bowl Sunday and stretch out my day? So no. that I can So that I can make it somewhere at 10 or 11? No. I think being home in bed is a good move. Just, okay. just get just get wrecked to the point where you just have to pass out by 9 o'clock. Yeah, but isn't that obnoxious? If he's a friend, then you, then you stretch out the day and you go see him. You can go wherever you are for the game. Oh, that's a good point. I also... I'm the, I was going to use the word obligation. There's no obligation, right? But I also I am with someone, and she is not going to stretch out the day. It's all, the, 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 there's another part of that story too. It's on a mission. She she's focused. Yeah. Okay, she's focused. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, the other part of it is you have to you have to realize the place we're going to meet at is also the place where she snapped her ankle. So there's sure. like there's history. There there is like it's weird. But she's like, I don't know if I want to go there. That's where I, that's where I went down in a heap. It's like the a ankle PTSD. snapped. There is a little bit. Yeah. There is. All right. I don't know. I felt bad. Although Ari's kind of defending me off the air. He's like, God was coming at you. I'm like, well, but he is kind of right. He's not, like, I could stretch out the day. He's not the only person to call you out this week either. Behind the scenes it happened. It didn't get back to you, though. Oh, no. Yeah. Please don't. Is it Radio Row related? Cotwell is something you said while at Radio Row. Oh, man. I'm always doing this. Well, I, had, I had some family members in town helping out with some things that are going on. Yeah. And there's a lot of things going on with me right now. We of haven't course, talked yeah. about it on the air. Yeah. And apparently you called me grumpy, and they got all mad. They were like, doesn't he know what's going on? Like, okay, it's fine. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> I'm calling you grumpy well, they, is like one of the nicer were, things I call you. Well, there was, they were leaving a, something that went wrong in, a, in something that was happening here. Yeah. And they were like, doesn't he understand? I was like, eh, it's well, okay. I it's apologize. Okay. I apologize. What day was it? Uh, maybe Thursday. Yeah, I mean, Thursday I'm, I'm in my own world. I could be grumpy about something. <laughs> I I, and then I said, I, expect, think I, was grumpy. I said, expect, I, it might've been a, like a reference to like, what, 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 what was it about? I don't I even have know. no idea. I wasn't on. Like it could have just been like energy at the beginning of whatever. Sure. That happens. Sure. Uh, but they, they, they have to realize that I realize that you're doing 500 things during the day and during the show. So sometimes well, people that had some, never even heard the show before. Oh, really? Yeah. They were just happened to be picking my mom up from something that oh. had not gone well. Oh God! And then it was like, it was. Cra- so I was like, hold on. I down. mean, it's it's a radio show. There's a lot of stuff set on the That's air that is, that is completely ridiculous. Settle down. I was like, yeah, let's settle down. It's fine. Well, you know, it's funny to go tit for tat. I got a message from someone. Oh boy. Who was saying that your take last week on the Nets was really stupid? And I texted back, and I'm like, I don't even know what he did, said. Did we talk about the Nets? I. That was exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> 
That was exactly it. Yeah, I mean, I hate to tell people, like, and I don't want to say it on Twitter, so I'll say it on the air. There's a lot of times we say something or you make a comment, and like it goes in in one ear right at the other. It's not good, but I, I forget a lot about what we you know what we speak. I spent. Let me say it again. I forget a lot of what we speak about on the show almost instantly. Yeah. And they might come back to me like 11 o'clock tonight, 4 o'clock tomorrow. What's it? Yeah, uh, the person said Adam was so stupid on the NBA yesterday. The Nets the have a backcourt that will average uh, 40 points between uh, Thomas and Dinwiddie, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think you said something like they're going to build a team around Ben Simmons. Is it a joke? Yep, I knew it. I know. That's what I when he when he wrote back. I was like, "Ooh, I think he was being sarcastic." And that's why I didn't remember it because yes. it was what you do these throwaway lines, and then I just ignore you because it was like that, that was it was so absurd. Yes, they're they, they're trading all their stars to build around Ben Simmons. So, so you got. Do someone. we have to use sarcasm font? Possibly. Speaking like every time you say a joke. So that was a joke. Just so you know. I don't Ari, think the Nets are building around Ben Simmons. All right, good job putting the show together. Thanks to Angel. Thanks to the uh, Thomas and Mac and UNLV for housing the show. Adam, enjoy the game. Get on down here. Tip is at 7. Run Rebel Warm-Up comes up in 30 minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. We'll see you.